to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. And joining me on the show now is Alberta's own Allie, and she has a brand new album out, which is a great one. It's called Bad Habit, and the current single that you are hearing at Country Radio is called When I Do, and there's a great video that goes with it as well. I love hearing that song on the radio, and I love chatting with Allie. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, and uh, a couple of short weeks ago as part of Canadian Music Week, I was lucky enough to be in the audience at uh, the night the James Barker Band was there, and Andrew Hyatt, and Dan Davidson, and and a couple other great acts, and you got on stage with Andrew, and you sang Moonshine. I did. You know what? It's so cool when we can be in the same room and do that song together, because Andrew and I actually wrote the song starting day one on that. It was Andrew who kind of brought that first line to life and is the thanks for why everything kind of came to be how it is. It's such a catchy song. Uh, You must get a great response when you do play that one. Every single time. And it's great because I've heard so many different stories, too, telling me how, you know, it relates to people's lives as well. So it's neat when you can reach a song that much further. I love that when you as an artist hear that. And and when you mention it, there are different stories. I'm sure with that song and others, uh, you know, people interpret songs differently. It means something different to them depending on what they're going through. Uh, I guess you've heard different stories about the same song. Yes, exactly. And it's funny because people even try to figure out who the song was about for me. And of course people always thought like, is it a relationship? And they go, no, it's, you know, I'm listened to it another like three or four times and it's got to be something a little deeper than that. And it was neat because you have people interpreting what you wrote and eventually a couple of people mm. did pick out actually that it was about my grandpa. Wow. Isn't that something that they were able to uh, pick up uh, on that and obviously a very meaningful song for you. Yes, definitely. And how it all kind of came around, too, is neat because Andrew and I wrote the song, obviously, with my grandpa in mind after we were kind of sitting in a room and struggling on an idea. And he came up with the first line and the song built itself. And then I found out it was going to be the next single. And I was actually in Hawaii with my grandma, of all things, visiting a great uncle. And we were looking through photos and reminiscing and of course, with Moonshine, I didn't really know how the line itself correlated to my grandpa exactly, but I thought it was a very cool line itself. 
And it wasn't until mm-hmm. this trip with my grandma that we were pulling out photos and we actually found one of my grandpa making moonshine when he was about my age. So it was that moment oh. when it all kind of clicked and we realized that, you know, it was meant to be. He was there with me in the session. He was a big part of why I'm in country music and why I had the inspiration to go down this route. So it was neat to have, you know, a sign that he's with me on this journey. Oh, that's amazing, Allie. And that he was such a big part of your life. And, and can you tell us, uh, you know, his part in uh, you pursuing this country music dream? Because obviously that's very important and, uh, you know, a big part of your life. Well, my mom came from small town Saskatchewan first off. So, I mean, obviously the country roots from there alone, I would always, you know, be in the living room with him. He'd pull out a guitar. We have photos of me on his lap, and yet he's got a guitar on there too and strumming away to all the country classics. And we also say that he was such a good storyteller. He would say, sit down, and I'm going to start from the beginning. And, you know, I think that that's a huge part of where I get everything from, the ability to songwrite, the ability to tell stories, to play music. Um, It's in my veins. Wow, that is, it's amazing when it is such a part of you that you really can't do anything else. You have to pursue this. You're not trying to make music. You just have to make it. Oh, exactly. And it's funny because this has always been my dream, my goal, my passion. And I work tirelessly and endlessly to make that happen. And we live in a day and age where I know anyone can make music, but it's a really tough industry still to be able to do that every single day. And I'm just lucky and blessed that I get to call this my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many people want to do it, try to do it, and uh, it is tough to get to that place and uh, to know that your stuff is played at radio. And speaking of that, when I do, I'm hearing it in Ontario here on the country stations I listen to. I'm hearing it a lot, and I love it. I loved it the first time I heard it. I like uh, the yeah. sentiment, the hook, whatever you want to call it, just the idea behind the song and the phrase, when I do. It's one that hooks me right from the beginning, and we wrote it on a stormy Nashville night. And I always have a saying that it's either a song about rain or it's raining when it happens. There's just something so <laughs> magical about it. And you know what? I love it too. Right. And I'm so glad that, you know, it's responding so well with the audience. And who did you write this song with? I wrote it with Brian Donkers and Lauren Adamoski, of all things. So um, nice. very neat to have, you know, some fresh names on it. That's for sure. Absolutely, and I do recognize Brian Donker's name. I've run into him at uh, different songwriting events in the past, and I know that he uh, is a pretty big songwriter and a great singer himself. He sure is, and an absolute blessing to have in a room, that's for sure. I mean, the sweetest awesome. of people, but so talented. Oh, that's great. And, uh, yeah, again, our, to our listeners, call your local country station, write them, whoever you can get in touch. Of course, request when I do. It does make a difference. Let them know you love the song uh, as much as I do. And the video for it uh, was great to watch. Uh, shot in Nashville, great uh, scenery and great shots of you singing it. And the opening is very cool. Tell me about the inspiration behind doing that spoken intro. The whole thing about this song is that Everyone kind of has their interpretations of it, but we wanted to dive a little bit deeper, give the audience something that they wouldn't hear by just pressing play on the track. So it gave me an opportunity to sit down and put even a little more heart and a a bit more of myself into the song. And I'm really glad that it's resonated so well with everyone who's watched it. It's, you know, something that Mm -hmm. made it unique for me and tells a bit more story. Let's hear it now. My guest, Allie. And when I do, 
on in the country. spend much time driving through this old town when I come back but I still come back and I don't take too long sitting by the old high school when I park but I still park and I don't pour a drink I don't light up a cigarette Places I'd rather forget But when I do And that is Alberta's own Allie and her great song out at Radio Now called When I Do. Uh, You can find it on her album Bad Habit, which is available at iTunes and uh, everywhere else you can find great music. Uh, Tell me about the songwriting for the album, Allie. Did you do a ton of it? Did you write like 10, 20 songs leading up to this or more? There were definitely more songs than that in the process of this album. And you know what? I just, it's tough because you come up with favorites along the way and you think you're done, but you say, what if you just do one more? And that's been the struggle in the making of an album. And I'm so glad I did push myself to write 
the couple of extra that I did to make this album because it definitely made it what it is. So when you have that uh, situation, you're writing 10, 20, 30, whatever the number is, more than you need, you get it down to the ones you need. I'm sure those other songs, maybe not all of them, but I'm sure there's great ones among them um, because you're a great writer. So what do you do with those? Do you save them for a future project? Do you pitch them to other artists? I hope they don't just end up kind of falling by the wayside. No, you know what? That's the thing. I always find myself coming back to them at some point. There's songs on this album, actually, that... I was going to put on the EP originally, but it just wasn't the right timing either for them. And I feel like there's a time, a place, and a person for each and every single song. So you hope that somewhere along the way, all of those pieces will come together. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of pieces coming together like that and songwriting, do you have an idea itself before you've even written the song? Maybe you've written down a title like Bad Habit, which is the name of the album that is on there. But at some point when you've been inspired by that idea, you can't write it because you're just not there for whatever reason, but you look at a notebook six months later and now you're ready to write that song. Definitely. I have, you know, with my cell phone, it's filled with melody ideas, um, different titles, different, uh, you know, just quotes or lines that I come up with while I'm in the grocery store or driving or just (laughs) random points where ideas hit and I'll always bring them into sessions and, you know, read through things and sing through things and see if there's anything that whoever I'm writing with picks up on that day because I totally feel like you've got to be in the right room with the right person and it's got to be the right idea to click. So you never know mm-hmm. when that whole team is going to come together and it's going to be the right moment, but you hope that each and every single song eventually has a chance. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. That's great. And uh, when you go into those co-writing sessions, Allie, uh, for anyone listening, and I do ask this question of other songwriters, uh, for, for a new songwriter listening, what should they bring to a co-writing session, especially when they're going with an experienced writer? What, how, much, how many ideas should they have? Uh, should they bring in melodies? Yeah, if you can have a little bit of anything and things that you're passionate about, though. I mean, if, whether it's just a simple title, I think it's just great when you can participate in a session. I know early on I was always really nervous going into co-writes, and I still get really nervous going into co-writes with some people because you never know what's going to happen, and that's a lot of pressure to share your innermost feelings with someone that you know you barely know. So the more that mm-hmm. you can have to make yourself feel comfortable in a session, the better. Absolutely. Yeah, you're sitting down, and uh, you're going to reveal yourself. You're going to be vulnerable and uh uh, the first time you meet someone, you're uh, getting right down to stuff. And I've heard that sometimes if uh, ideas aren't flowing, co-writers will just talk amongst themselves. Maybe the more experienced one will ask the more junior writer something about their life, and that will get an idea going. I've written full songs based on conversation. I love those songs. Those are the ones that really mean the most. And, and I bet when you do that, you're conversing and you say something that sounds like a line or a title just out of that natural conversation. Oh, definitely. Uh, Let's talk about Nashville. Uh, I know it's a big part of your career, and I know when you were shooting this video uh, for When I Do, which is a great video, uh, you did that in Nashville. So uh, tell me about your experiences there. I love that city so much. I was in Nashville for the first time in 2008, I uh, went down with my family and fell in love with the city. And it wasn't until about 
six years later that I made my way back down there again and, you know, started meeting new people, started writing down there, working down there and just figuring out who I wanted to be as an artist and as a writer and as a person. And it makes you who you are. I swear to goodness gracious, it's just amazing. I never have a bad time in Nashville. Um, it's filled with amazing people. Everywhere is music influenced. Um, it's a small town in a big city. <laughs> it's amazing. I wow. recommend it to anyone who's never been there. Mm-hmm. There are writers out there, obviously, and, and artists who haven't uh, gone there yet because they're new in their career, but all country artists eventually go there, obviously, and some end up living there, but you're getting down there to, to soak it all in, and you described it so well that you really uh, get there inspired and leave there inspired. You do, and I always find, like, if I'm ever feeling a little down, if I make a trip down there, you come back so positive about everything, um, and you're very easily humbled when you're also up there, which is nice because it makes you, you know, want to work harder, want to be better and always working on your craft. So it's something, whether you're an artist or whether you're even just a person, there's a food scene down there now, which I'm obsessed with. Um, it's something everyone's got to see. So what what are your favorite uh, food places for anyone who's been there or not been there to know uh, know where to head to that you like? Oh, goodness, no pressure. Um, Taco Mamacita <laughs> is it's my number one, <laughs> forever my number one. Um, Hattie B's hot chicken is incredible. I'm a big fan of spicy chicken, though. So um, having deep fried chicken with, like, homemade hot sauce on it is just my dream. Um, and there's also a new spot called the Grilled Cheesery, which I'm really excited to try the next time I'm out there. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So uh, more to Nashville than just music, which is good to know. Great food as well. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Uh, and people can head to your website, gottobeally.com, to learn more about you, iTunes as well, for not only this album, but uh, a bunch of your other songs. Uh, when you perform on stage, you're great at that, Allie. Was that the case from the beginning? Uh, some people are good at it right away when they get on stage, or some might take a while to develop their style. Uh, how about for you? How long before you felt great on stage? I still don't know if I feel great on stage, <laughs> but I'm glad you said I've got a decent uh, control on it. You know what? I think I'm always working on being better, and each and every single time I get on there, I'm a little stronger. But I've always kind of just let myself do my thing and never felt like I needed to push myself to be a certain person when I'm on stage or try and recreate something someone else has done. I've just left it to be very natural and like I said, each and every single time I'm on stage, I'm like, oh, I want to do this next time. Or, you know, like just interacting with the crowd itself. Um, every experience is so unique, which is what's so cool about being on stage. And at this point in your career, you do have, as I mentioned at iTunes, all these songs of your own that you can obviously fill up a whole show with. But at this point, Allie, do you cover songs uh, in your shows? Yes, definitely. I don't think there will ever be a point that I won't. Um, the one that I've been doing for, oh goodness, it's been a while now, but it never seems to get old, is Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter. It's amazing oh, yeah. how in a world where you know music's evolving so quickly, you can go back to a classic like that and still everyone knows every single word. I love that. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful song. I love when artists uh, 
go back in time a bit and uh, play those songs because that song still stands up. And as you said, people still love it. Definitely. Yeah, they do. I want to turn to another song from the album that's out now, uh, available at iTunes and other great music places. Uh, it's the title track called Bad Habit. And tell me about uh, tell me about the song and the story behind it. Bad Habit was not fully written when uh, we went into the studio to record everything, actually. It wasn't <laughs> in the list album listing, the track listing at all. Um, I was actually in the studio with Dan Swinemer recording When I Do, and we had some extra time, and he brought in Tavish, who wrote Call Me Maybe for Carly Rae Jepsen, of all things. And we were sitting down and kind of working on some stuff, and I had this idea that I was working on for another artist called Bad Habit. And mm. I just felt like it was the right place, the right time, and it all came together and ended up being the perfect title track to encompass all of the songs on this album, Um it was incredible how it came together. It kind of feels magical when moments like that happen, and it's one of my favorites right now. now let's share it now. It's the title track from Ali's latest album, This Is Bad Habit, on In The Country.
Alberta's own Allie and her song Bad Habit, which is the title track to her album. A great song uh, and a great album. It's available now at iTunes. Be sure to check it out. As far as collaborations go, Allie, do you have uh, a dream collaborator that, um, whether it's top person in the world, that it might not happen right away, or, or another artist that it could happen with? Do you have somebody to think, man, I would love to record with? Ooh, no pressure at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've got, got three seconds to answer. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd love to go cross genre with some people to create some neat things. I mean, Justin Timberlake's yeah. one that I think would obviously bring some really neat things into country with his Memphis background. Um, there's people like Rihanna, which I just think would be really cool to write with. Um, there's a girl, Julia Michaels, on the pop side who's just absolutely incredible writer, and I'd love to sit down and see what we'd come up with. But uh, at the end of the day, like I said, I've got a long list. A lot of my top people I'd love to collaborate with end up being writers, naturally. <laughs> oh, cool. So these are artists that are also writers. Exactly. Nice, nice. And I love that, uh, yeah, different genres, uh, when they get together, just like the show, CMT, that show CMT Crossroads, uh, taking a country artist and putting them with someone not in country. I love what can happen when you pair uh, two different genres together. Yeah, well, and it's at the end of the day, I mean, I think of sessions that I go into, and I never go into a writing session saying, let's write something country. I always say, let's make an amazing song. So I think at the end of the day, if you've got a song with strong lyrics, with amazing melodies, people are going to gravitate to it, and then you can kind of put your own touch uh, when it comes to instruments as to what you want it to sound like. But I think the song is always first. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got a, there's another great song on this album, among, among many, but uh, Turn This Night On, that's another one, including Bad Habit and When I Do, of course, that I can hear on the radio. Uh, tell me a bit about Turn This Night On for anyone who's uh, got the album or going to get it. Yeah, I wrote it with uh, Dave Thompson, uh, formerly of Wave, and Phil Barden, who's from Australia. A lot of Canadians know him down in Nashville. He's absolutely right. incredible to write with. And those two guys and I kind of sat down, and the song came to life, and it's cool because it's the first song on the album. It's also the first song that we play when we hit the stage and bring it live. Um, it's kind of just got such a great feel to it, and it's such a great love song. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, I wanted to ask you about advice, Allie, that you could pass on to anyone listening, a new singer-songwriter on the scene. Maybe they've been at it uh, for a short period of time, but things don't always happen as quickly as uh, a singer and a songwriter want it to happen because you want things to happen pretty quickly. What advice do you have for them to stick at it and uh, to, to keep uh, keep moving ahead? Stay true to yourself first. I think that's always key. Um, I know for myself personally, I've just always tried to stay true, and eventually everything kind of falls into place. Work hard. Try and be the best you can be at what you do. And, of course, collaborate. I think that's a huge part of it, being able to work with other people and take in any information and, you know, learn from them. That is great advice. Ali, I want to thank you so much. It was great uh, having a chance to see you in person and get a picture with you at uh, Canadian Music Week. And uh, great, to, great to chat with you. I've really enjoyed the album. Thank you so much, and thank you again. 
My pleasure. Once again, my guest has been Alberta's own Allie. Uh, be sure to get her album, Bad Habit, at iTunes and wherever else you can find great music. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.